0: This is a Dauntless Media Collective podcast. Visit dauntless.fm for more content. Then I think she endures verbal abuse for a season, and she endures perhaps being smacked one night, and then she seeks help from the church.
1: There is a pile of dead bodies
0: behind the Mars Hill bus, (laughs) and by God's grace, it'll be a mountain by the time we're done. You either get on the bus or you get run over by the bus. Those are the options.
1: There's nothing holy about writing discrimination into the law. And I am tired of
2: communities of faith being weaponized because the only time religious freedom is invoked is in the name of bigotry and discrimination.
1: I'm tired of it.
0: Hi, I'm Nate, producer and co-host on the Full Mutuality podcast. Let's talk about inequality. It's everywhere. Whether it's rooted in race, gender, ability, or sexuality, there's bound to be an imbalance in power, influence, representation, and access. On our show, we want to explore areas of religion, culture, and society where justice is needed in order to bring about true mutuality. I hope you'll join us for some enlightening, fun, and at times uncomfortable conversations as we envision a world where everyone can live free from systems and structures that keep us from being truly equal. You can find us on your favorite podcast app or visit our website, FullMutuality.com, to find a list of all the platforms we're available on. Subscribe today, and we'll see you on the Full Mutuality Podcast. I regret to inform you, you're on
2: Chapel Probation, a podcast that takes a critical look at evangelical colleges and universities, particularly a specific university where I taught English for 15 years. I'm Scott Okamoto. I'm writing a book about my experience deconstructing my faith all the way to agnostic atheism while teaching at APU. Last week's episode with Sammy uh, was particularly emotional for me, uh, very close with Sammy. And I spent a lot of time worrying about her and, and the other kids who were fighting the good fight at APU. And yeah, a lot of people told me that it was, it was very moving, uh, very emotional. To listen to, so I thought this week we'd have a little fun uh, at the school's expense as we talk about science. I've always wanted to try this. Okay, uh, let's try. Um, Six thousand years ago, God created the heavens and the earth, and it was good. And uh about fossils, dinosaurs are a little sketchy, but they did fit on the ark, and, uh, oh, I can't do this. I was a decent student in high school. I thought I wanted to be maybe a doctor or a dentist, so I was thrilled to get into an up-and-coming school in 1988 called UC San Diego. My smart friends all went to Berkeley or UCLA or Ivy League schools but I was content to barely get into a mid-level school. I know UC San Diego is is like really great now because, you know, I went there before it was cool. But back then, it was a solid option for those who didn't get into top-notch schools. After I switched majors to literature and writing, didn't quite make it with the biology, I still had to take a GE science class. So I took basic biology. And no joke, that class was taught by an actual Nobel laureate. He discovered something. uh, Cell pump thing? I don't know, I was a lit writing major. I bring all this up to point out that APU is also an accredited school that is allowed to teach science and give degrees in science. The same degrees as someone from a real school. A Bachelor of Arts in biology from APU, is technically the same degree as a Bachelor of Arts from a state school. Now, APU doesn't have a Bachelor of Science offering, and today you'll understand better why that is. But first, a a word from uh, one of our new sponsors. Uh, I have some copy they gave me to read. From the depraved minds uh, who brought you Pasalty, Salty, the singing book Comes a new friend to Christian kids, Pafalty faulty Faulty, the Earth Dude. Uh, they gave me this vinyl record to put on. Okay, here's the ad. Well, howdy, boys and girls, and welcome to Science with Faulty, spelled with a P like my old pal Salty. I'm the 6,000-year-old Earth mascot thing, here to tell you about science in the Bible. Did you know that the Earth is at the center of God's great universe? Or that the wood of Noah's day was much stronger so as to support a huge ass boat that could house a brontosaurus. Two of them actually. The wood needed to be extra strong because when the dinosaurs were making whoopee, ask your mom and dad about that, well, Let's just say, when the Lido deck is a-rockin', don't come and knock. I'm not sure if that was worth the $20.
0: Producing life. By natural processes, you don't see any of that, right? We can categorize all the animals and plants we see in a particular This is
2: group, Ken Ham, uh, the famous Christian fundamentalist system. apologist and, 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 and founder of Answers process, in Genesis, which runs the Creation Museum and the Ark Experience. You, uh, you might in want to
0: look those things of up. <laughs> time. Because if you believe in an incomprehensible amount of time, given enough time, all the little changes we see, oh, that'll add up to the big. Changes for evolution. The reason you don't see He has, it has been, been
2: at the forefront of the culture years. wars regarding science, giving conservative evangelicals involved, a pseudoscience body. voice as they try to force the Bible into the twentieth and twenty-first century understanding of the world and our universe. And apparently a billion is an incomprehensible number to him. Now here's the thing, as I said before, APU is an accredited university so it has to adhere to academic standards set by the accrediting board in this case uh something called WASC. unfortunately for apu many of these academic standards particularly when it comes to science (laughs) and definitely when it comes to english go against the beliefs and values of your average evangelical so schools like apu end up having to serve two masters as it were to borrow an analogy from a certain Palestinian Jewish prophet beloved by evangelicals, that would be Jesus. They have to teach all the science, including the biology, chemistry, physics, that are the foundation of our understanding of the physical world we live in. This science tells us the world is over 4 billion years old, but conventional evangelical wisdom says the world is about 6,000 years old, as, as, as stated in the Bible. Uh, that's about six orders of magnitude off, if I'm doing my math right. If I count zeros. Comparing like six thousand to billions is like comparing um, something really like microscopically tiny to uh, something like as big as the Earth. I, I was a lit writing ma- major, remember? So when you think of science and how it was taught to you and how you understand it. Do you think of, like, Carl Sagan? Neil deGrasse Tyson? Bill Nye the science guy? Uh, Einstein? Jonas Salk? Marie Curie? we got to get some women in there. Or do you think about the pastor of your church? Or Ken Ham? Michelle Bachman? Or Apostle Paul? Who lived... You know, a moderate evangelical these days probably has to figure out a way to listen to both options. In the end though, that's kind of like believing that gravity both exists and doesn't exist. Uh, Do not test this at home, the gravity part. Mixing the science of evolution and the creation story in the Bible does happen. There are Christian apologists with PhDs who find ways to contextualize and twist and squeeze and let me look at this SARS for a second, frame the f- few contradictory sentences of a poetic passage in Genesis to line up with 4 billion years of science but to do all this mental wrangling one must assume the confusing poetic description of the earth creation in Genesis is not literal the seven days, or six days, really, since Got God tired doing it on the seventh, um, represent different epochs of hundreds of millions of years. This is a non-starter for most Christians. The Bible has to be infallible and inerrant, so maybe not. Ryan and Anthony, uh, he didn't want me to use his last name, Uh, he has has probably a reputation to uphold, um, wanted to come on chapel probation to talk about their memories of taking science classes at APU. Now, this is a delicate matter because the science department, and I, I tend to put air quotes up every time I say science at APU, is one of the smaller departments at the school, and anyone who went there is sure to know who they're talking about out so any mention of names uh if they if they do mention them and they do uh will be bleeped out by uh sound for instance uh let's try this i once met a math professor named professor who came to apu from a prestigious math science university because he was a proud young earth creationist true story
1: So my name is Anthony, I did not graduate from APU, I transferred to state school uh, because I was a heathen. Um, A real school. And uh, Yeah, basically. My major when I was at APU was biochemistry. I did a short stint in mechanical engineering, and finally ended up in computer science, which is probably what I should have been in from the start, but uh, for the purposes of my time at APU I was in biochemistry. I was there, yeah, I started there in 07, and I left in 09. Got it. Okay. Professional student.
3: (laughs) All right, my name is Ryan, and I um, graduated APU in 2011. I started out as an English major, that's how I met Scott, and then I switched to biology. Um, I did that for three years, three years, and then I finally quit bio, uh, accepted my fate as a... Uh, a non-science Asian, and uh, graduate with biblical studies in 2011.
2: Aha. And uh, Anthony, would you consider yourself religious today, or, or do you do you have a religious affiliation?
1: No. <laughs> Short and final answer. No, not really. How how would you define yourself? Um. There's a I I maybe just a little spiritual, but not really like. That's not really tied to much of anything um at this point,
2: yeah, okay. I can relate ryan i i'm gonna go ahead and assume you have a religious uh affiliation uh if if I don't don't let Evergreen know
3: but yeah <laughs> i I'd say i'm uh identify as a progressive christian um yeah, and I'm currently being ordained with the American Baptist Church, so nice. i I'm trying to slip in under their their standards,
2: <laughs> yeah. You know? We won't tell what we know. <laughs> Don't put us as references. <laughs> Very cool. So, uh, before we get into today, so today's the science topic. Before we get into it, um, take us back to your freshman year. Uh, Anthony, describe describe, 18-year-old freshman Anthony at APU. Oh, man. Um, so, I'll go even a little bit further back just to get context. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I, my grandmother on my, um, bomb side was Christian. She was the one that decided to send us to a Christian school, so I went there to a Christian school, preschool through 12th grade, um, and was always, you know, kind of connected to that. Um, the rest of my family was just Catholic. Half of it because, well, they're Mexican, and uh, the other half because, or the other quarter, I guess. Uh, because they're Italian so and then there's literally like that's not hyperbole (laughs) that's just the default Um, and so interestingly though we were always fairly liberal I think like my family even though they were pretty religious kind of interpreted it like well so Jesus didn't mean test the 5,000 so I think we're gonna I think we're gonna be fairly liberal instead of conservative like everyone else. And so I was like the token liberal at at my um, high school. So showing up at APU, um, instead of me being the only token liberal, there were like maybe two more. Um, There were a few of us, yeah. Yeah, there there were a few. Um, And yeah, so, you know, kind of showing up day one and getting into classes, um, you know, they, they kind of tried to portray themselves as like more progressive basically I think that basically just meant that oh well we're actually gonna teach you about evolution we're gonna rail against it and tell you how it's you know absurd um, you know but we'll talk about it at least and so You're talking you talking know, about your for, science professors correct yeah so yeah. so for me being you know in high school with Bob Jones University press books and them being like oh no we don't we don't even we don't talk about it Shh, don't don't mention <laughs> don't even the e word um, you know sure, Showing up to EP, APU is kind of like wow. Like this is just, this is just so wow. This is incredible. They actually um, said the word out loud. They said the word <laughs> out loud. They read um, that chapter, and so yeah, <laughs> and so it was just kind of like okay, it was it was, it was a little interesting. And, and they would talk about like other Christian schools. They'd be like, oh well, like you know, at Chapman they don't even talk about this, and so you know, I just kind of had that sense of like superiority when in reality it was just like now there's, there's, it's, it's actually not. Uh, there's no sense of superiority here.
2: So you weren't um, super on fire, evangelical Christian boy at eighteen.
1: No, um, you know, I wasn't like a, I wasn't a troublemaker, or not really a troublemaker. Right, like, right, right. You know what I mean? I wasn't like anti-establishment uh, or Christian either. Right. Um, so yeah, uh, I think I was. I think that was maybe somewhat moderated by the fact that I kind of like rejected the political side, but maybe still embraced like the religious side. Okay. Um, that's not to say that professors uh, left politics out of it, but that's, 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 yeah Yeah.
2: We'll right get to so. that. Yeah. For <laughs> sure. All right, Ryan, what, what was 18 year old Ryan like? Oh God, it's hard to think about. Um, yeah. I,
3: I came from Christian schools all my life. Like I was literally homeschooled and then in, fifth grade I went to a Christian middle school and then I went to a, a Christian high school uh, Maranatha so when I was going to, I, I literally went to APU because I was because I thought that it would help me get closer to God um, didn't work out like that of course um, but yeah I was definitely I definitely I think like you said Scott like on fire evangelical um, I, I wasn't I wasn't as Mm, I wasn't like completely a hundred percent in, um, because I always felt like um, like that whole Christian school culture, because I had been in so long. I always knew that you know it's 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 there's always a little bit of fakeness to it. You know, like if it's cool to be Christian, well then you know how many people are actually actually doing it authentically, and how many people are just doing it because it's what's socially accepted or socially acceptable
2: um so going so you saw that there was some performative aspects to evangelical culture
3: yes definitely yes and then um in terms of like science at maranatha they were teaching me um, like they would sit us down and they would teach like okay this is how to disprove evolution where where is the missing link Where, where's, the, where's the missing link fossils? And uh, I had this professor who claimed he was going to Turkey to find Noah's Ark. And there's just some crazy shit. He was also um, um JFK conspiracy theorist. It, it,
2: it was pretty crazy. Oh, he's probably
1: a um, field day right now.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. They just yeah, released yeah. all those uh, documents. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, man. I, I knew about Maranatha a little bit because uh, I grew up in Arcadia. But, yeah, I didn't. I didn't know there it went, went that far. I confirmed with dozens of students, literally dozens, that some of the science profs, again, no names, had a very low opinion of the other departments at APU. In particular, there was a marked disdain for English and communications. Ironically, this is something that APU science profs actually have in common with all other regular colleges and universities in the world. So one prof is famous for giving a first day of class speech in which he goes over his lengthy syllabus and finishes by saying, this is hard. If it's too hard for you, go be an English major. Yeah, dick. Okay, so you both had, uh, now I'm going to say his name, but I won't, I'm not going to use it in the in the thing, but you, ha- you all, you both had and so. So Ryan, you you saw both sides because he hated English majors. Mm. So the way I hear it, That's and tell true. me if this is true, yeah. he started every semester by saying, you know, this is really hard, and if it's too hard for you, go be an English major. Did he give you that speech? Yes, and
3: he would um, he would like uh, every once a month he would he would be like, I heard in comms class that they read children's books. <laughs> I remember him saying that. <laughs>
2: I so the the great irony is um, I was working at APU for a few years, like five or six years, and then they hired me full time. But I had to go through new faculty orientation, even though I had been there for like five or six years. And they gave each one of us a a faith integration mentor, and oh, I no. got.
1: Are you serious? <sighs> yeah, I, wait. You talked about this on on another podcast. Yeah, I think did I, I heard I. This. So I
2: yeah yeah and he was just he was not into it at all he just handed me a big stack of papers and he's like it's all basically there you know if you have any questions whatever and so that's i took the time to ask him you know like how he felt about evolution and he, <laughs> he hemmed and hawed he was like ah, well it's it's difficult you know it's 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 complicated i'm like it's it's not <laughs> 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 um it was to him but you know he actually did say he leaned toward it. Did, did you guys get that sense about him?
3: He was definitely a theistic uh, creation, evolutionist, creationist, whatever yeah. it means. Like, Yeah. He, yeah. He believed that God used evolution basically to create everything.
2: Which is controversial at a place like APU. Yeah. Where they have
3: God create the heavens and
2: earth on their building. Oh, right. Is right. that on the new building or is that Yeah, it's was on, that on the new on, one. Oh, okay. The science building. Oh, man. So they built that science building and I predicted we'd be teaching freshman writing in there. And I was right. (laughs) 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 All right. So um, just in general, like you you guys have both mentioned the attitude toward evolution and we can talk more about that. But what was the, because there is always this tension between evangelical culture and science, right? Yeah. It, we're living in an age where you know most of the evangelicals don't want to get vaccinated or don't believe that COVID's real. Um, I don't know. Can we can we draw a line between your what you observed in science classes at APU to to today's situation? Just in general, the the mindset of the evangelical when it comes to science. I think there's a very flippant attitude towards science.
3: Um, like when when uh, I had to teach. About when he had to teach about evolution, he'd be like,
2: "Well, if you believe that theory,"
3: and so, so you know he's treating all his research as like a theory because because the evangelical said it was. Yeah, everything else was settled, but
1: then you know it was like, "Well, yeah. just remember, this is a this is a theory, and it's kind of like okay, it's, it's a working theory. And the theory doesn't mean necessarily that you know hey, this is this yeah. is, we're, it's just a guess. It's not a hypothesis. Right. It's a theory because there's evidence for it." he like would gravity. try to kind of yeah i mean there's gravity's a the theory too but hey i mean i you know i still fall to the ground every time i trip so um i think he he would kind of get into the weeds a little bit too i remember he would talk about like oh like microevolution like happens all the time oh that's my just, gosh. that's just you know adapting to the environment but speciation like there's no new species there's nothing new here blah 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 and i, I think he would just kind of try to bury it in that In those technicalities, right, where he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna have a gotcha against this, you know, against evolution. Technically, um, you know, it's not proven." So, uh, you know, do you think he was?
2: Do you think he was sincere in that,
1: or what? Do you think
2: he was playing to the the evangelical crowd by making those those statements? I
1: think that's the line that I would draw to current day. Is that. So he's in like kind of what he said to you, where he was like, "Oh, well, it's complicated." Didn't, didn't want to answer the question. Yeah. Um, people who are, you know, simultaneously in like the scientific world and the evangelical world, more and more over the last decade, uh, politics tends to win out no matter what. Uh, you know, the evidence could be staring you right in the face, such as with COVID. But if it doesn't, please. Of the day, um, you're just gonna have to grin and bear it, and call it fake, and call, call science fake. <laughs> essentially, yeah, because so that's all you have to do, right? It's just to say it's fake.
2: Yeah, then, or it's yeah. a deception of, of Satan or something. Yeah, something, whatever you want to
1: call it, uh, depending on how what level of crazy you're at. But yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Would, you would agree, Ryan. It's it's you can make that connection.
3: I think so um because in my experience i was taught like from a very young age that yeah sci- science is great but that evolution stuff like like they don't really know um yeah and then you know, i would hear stuff like oh yeah sci- scientists don't really know anything they they only have theories like you can't, you can't <laughs> prove any of this stuff um
1: yeah don't ask us about yeah you know, I mean, We can't prove that either, but... Right. You know.
2: They'll find that Ark someday. (laughs) And you'll see. (laughs) There will be evidence of feces of every animal on that. Especially dinosaurs. Well, yeah. They get hard for dinosaurs on the Ark. Uh, Sorry, one more ad here. Uh, We got to pay the bills. The next sponsor is from a company called He Hate She a Pentecostal metal men's rights group taking a stand. Oh boy. Hmm. Well, here's the ad. Hey, do you like metal? Metal's cool. And metal that praises the Lord and savior like Jesus is like way cool. Speaking of metal, science is trying to tell us a bunch of bullshit about like vaccines and shit. Don't let Satan get into you through those needles, man. Not cool. Choose the metal that rocks. Not the metal that puts, like, microchips and, like, demons in your blood. I just spoke in tongues. Wait, hold on. Shut up, Mom. I'm praising the Lord. Okay, back to Ryan and Anthony. So we talked for a while. Uh, Ryan and Anthony dished on the ethos of the science t- department and talked about some of the more cringeworthy experiences in some of the classes. They both cringed as they remembered a rather flirtatious chemistry prof who called one of their fellow students uh, the Persian princess. The one common factor in almost all their science classes was a persistent questioning of evolutionary science, which felt more political than theological at times. Did you feel that the science, or is in general, APU in general, but you can talk about the sciences too. Because um, both of you would, there's the term deconstruction that's out there these days and it's being debated. Um, One of the assertions of this podcast is ending up being that APU uh, started people's deconstructions, (laughs) Um, not just in the sciences, but in uh, mostly the biblical studies classes, because you realize what the Bible says and doesn't say is maybe different than you you thought. Uh, And maybe less for you, Anthony, since you weren't like Mr. On Fire for Jesus guy. but well, to your credit, because <laughs> um, I'm embarrassed. I went to UC San Diego and I was on fire for Jesus and I joined InterVarsity Christian Fellowship. <sighs> Wasted years. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, to, g- give me your thoughts on APU's role, You know, with for all the things they tried to do to make you guys good Christian kids. Um, what role did that play in sort of how you evolved or devolved as, as Christians?
1: Yeah, I think, I think for me it was more, um, it kind of started to happen more organically after I had transferred. Um, there definitely, I mean, there definitely was, um, there were some things at AP that just I, just, I I kind of had a distaste for just, like, the American conservative Christianity for a while. Um, you know, and then so you went to APU. I, still, I went to, well, I did go to, yeah, I did. So, actually, that's, yeah, that's... I, I don't wanna and I don't wanna paint myself as, as like, oh, I was some skeptic that just decided, Oh, we're just gonna go see how it was in AP. Like, sure. I was definitely <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna say that I was, you know, totally on fire, but I'm also not gonna say that like I was like, oh, I was an intellectual thinking about this critically at the time either, right? I I But there's I've a part followed, of it that was. Uh yeah, <laughs> potentially. I don't know. I, I there there's a couple things that are uh quite embarrassing. One is that one of the reasons I went down there was because that's where my high school girlfriend was going, and that's the biggest mistake oh, that yeah. any oh, any person can make. Um, and I'm and I still that loan is almost paid off, but every time <laughs> I make that payment, I'm just like, man, look at that, look at that debt, look at all the interest that I paid for for that. Um, yeah, um, and another thing, actually. So if I, I just go back to high school in our uh, high school Bible class we did this there was this uh, I don't know if it was a book or, or what it was um but there was something called like Chris Kinsman Goes to State or something and it's basically he handed out the Bible teacher handed out very poorly made photocopies of this set of stories and it's this, it was essentially a, a story that was meant to kind of scare you to say like hey don't go to a state school or like a public college because they're gonna they're gonna lose talk you out faith. of it. take take your christianity away from you and you're gonna you know you're just gonna be in this you know chasm of, of just despair um and it was just it was propaganda i mean ultimately <laughs> i mean it, and it worked i mean i remember going to my parents and being like read this story um yeah. which again is the dumbest thing and they they, I, they well, when you're young you know you believe yeah. that shit right um, and you know they were like they my parents were just kind of like uh, you really don't need to to do this but like <laughs> if you, you, know, you you're going to get in debt and it's just going to be and you know of course they were correct um, but um, yeah i think it, it ap was almost kind of like a step down it was a little bit less like just maddeningly conservative than you know my my high school was oh wow um which is w- yeah which is kind of hard to believe um i do remember like the 2008 election watching party in the utcc oh you and, were there oh yeah i was yeah. i was elated because i was just i i, I mean did you get kicked eight, out too no uh no but i did so at that point i had actually broken up with that girlfriend who was conservative we made eye contact across the room I just gave her the biggest smile possible and she just like it she did I mean if she if she had it in her to you know flip me off she probably would have but she just kind of gave me just like a scowl and I was just yeah. like as I was leaving I kind of walked by her and I was like I was like hey better luck in the midterms um which which have you know, prophetic better, yeah. unfortunately yeah uh, that's on you man yeah sorry yeah. <laughs> <Come> <laughs> <on>. <laughs> But um, but yeah, and then I think after uh, after that, I went back to my mod because I lived in the Shire, and um, popped a, a, a bottle of Martinelli's with the only black student that I knew there, um, <laughs> nice. and we had a, we had a great time. Her like roommates came home and they were fuming. I just I just loved it. It was it was like two thousand six in high school when um, the Democrats retook the retook Congress. Yeah. I was just ecstatic. I mean, and, and just to kind of give you an idea of, of I, it, politics was always very important to me, and I was, I was always kind of more towards the left. I, probably in high school, I considered myself very liberal, but mm-hmm. uh, in reality, I was probably like middle left, um, and I've only gotten more, you know, left as, as time goes on.
2: I'm glad you brought the election because every person I've talked to who was there during that time has brought up that, <laughs> the election. The and fact that, that they even
1: had an election, I watching party. I was like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Let's stop them there.
2: Yeah, no, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So what about you, Ryan? Ryan, what about APU contributed or detracted from your faith journey?
3: Yeah, today I was um, helping my dad with some errands and, and he asked me, he was like, well, at APU, it wasn't too bad, right? You learned critical thinking, right? And I, was, and I said, well, the institution didn't really want us to learn. Like, they told us all the same kind of evangelical um, catchphrases at chapel. Um, you know, like, it was all, it all had to fit into that mold. However, yeah, my Bible classes um, and, uh, and, and this, this English professor that I knew, they they helped help me learn uh to critical critically think to um i think that's when my deconstruction started i remember there was this one day scott when we were at APASO, which is the asian pacific american student organization and um i just remember for some reason like it's i feel i look so dumb in my eyes no when I, I remember myself doing this but i was like yeah god is good all the time i remember you saying like is he? Is, is he really, though? <laughs> How is that possible? What
1: about, what about this?
3: Yeah, yeah. What about babies dying of cancer or something like that? Yeah. And it's just like, oh. Oh. Huh. Uh, right, I, I hope I, I wasn't
2: uh, too hard on you, man, because <laughs> I, I didn't mean to be. It was just being a smartass. You know.
3: I mean, no, no, I don't. You, you weren't. It, I mean, not many people um, you know, w- would say that at APU because everyone's afraid to To think, because the overall attitude isn't isn't like, like that. The thing I think is messed up about AP is they don't teach you to um, interrogate your faith to you know have become a more mature Christian. They just say, oh yeah, you know, just don't jack off and get married before you have sex, and God's will work out for your life. Yeah.
2: there was um, a lot of focus on sex. That- uh,
0: yeah. Just I don't know
2: that if it helped. It just it just made you guys think about sex more often probably.
1: That was the continuation of high school for me too. I was like, oh, they're doing that here too.
2: It occurred to me while listening to Ryan and Anthony there. Um they mentioned in a few places that professors taught creationism in science classes. It didn't even phase me in the conversation because I was also raised in that shit. But damn This is an accredited university. The science professors will begrudgingly and condescendingly teach evolution and the science that drives it, the accepted science. But they will also teach creationism as an equal alternative. It's still sinking in. They can poke fun of studying great literature and the scholarly analysis of it. But they don't bat an eye as they teach fairy tales from the Bible. As science? Nice. I hope a lot of students did leave those classes and become English majors. But then I hope, like Ryan, they switch to something that could get them a job. It's rough out there. I love English, but man, capitalism. One of the, thing, the narratives that's coming out from all these interviews is the biblical studies classes were more responsible for people's deconstruction than, you know, evil liberal professors who yeah. just provide different points of view in fact the argument is that people like me made people dig in harder to their faith mm. um and and whereas just taking a bible class blew their mind and made them see the bible in different light and then you know pulled the thread at the faith tapestry and suddenly yeah it's all coming apart so how, where where does your narrative fit in that
3: um Definitely, definitely fits in there. I mean, obviously, I, I listened to, to you and and Bruner. Um, I can't think of any other Brunner. professors that kind of you know steered steered me down the right path. But but you guys did. I remember Bruner would always he'd be like, "All these touchy feely evangelicals," and they're t- and, and I remember I remember you would uh, point out like, "Why do all these worship songs?" sound like a uh, romance romantic songs yeah,
2: they're kind of sexy yeah yeah
3: sloppy with kisses and whatnot <laughs> um, so I, I i don't remember that one okay <laughs> cha- they changed the lyrics over and over again yeah but yeah I, I was there for that um i i think i was i think it's because i was ready i i think that in my in my heart and my soul i was like like i don't really like um Believe all this stuff, um, like all this culture, like I, this the whole like secular versus Christian. Um, like for example, I wasn't a, I wasn't allowed to listen to to secular music. Um, it, it just wasn't allowed in my in my family. So what I ended up doing is I would go to the the, the Christian bookstore and find all the the metal ch- Christian metal and hard rock and streamo. So I was always trying to push the boundaries. Um, in, in term in terms of like uh what was considered, I guess Christian what was permissible, um, so I think cause I think I was, fertile soil to borrow to borrow a, a metaphor, <laughs> fertile
2: um, soil for deconstruction or fertile soil for, uh, more indoctrination of, evangelical culture,
3: um uh, probably both yeah probably both, because yeah, the I'm first, yeah the first. Cause I was like, I'm here at college to learn, and then the first year, year I'm there, you know, they they tell all the freshmen. I mean, they get you in that beginnings seminar, and they split Beginning. you off into into uh, uh, male students. Don't masturbate. Alphaburs. Yeah, Alpha don't masturbate. Groups. And they they tell the female students, be careful what you wear. You know, the, um, <laughs> your body image. Make sure you know you're taking care of that. And that's pretty much it. And then, so I think when going into those Bible classes, I think the main difference is like. You, you're being taught that this is what the Bible actually says. Like it's, it doesn't actually say, you know, any, any of the stuff that, um, that you were taught growing up. Like there's nowhere in the Bible that, that talks about premarital sex. There's nowhere in the Bible that talks about, um, you know, finding God's will for your life, like stuff like that.
2: Um, dressing modestly to not tempt the 18 year old freshman men.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think that's that's a good point because i think that there was kind of a moment in i don't remember which one it was but there was a professor dr smoke i think um he was from he was like a visiting professor from ucla uh or he taught like hebrew at ucla
3: yeah i teach i had him at
1: fuller yeah and he was fantastic um but i think a lot of what like kind of blows people's minds is that you're cut you're at that like level of higher education with like you know, you're not just memorizing Bible verses anymore. This isn't like for, when I take it from like my Christian high school to the biblical studies classes that I took at um, APU. It wasn't like oh, just memorize this stuff. It was more like no, you need to actually think about this and understand that um, this wasn't written in English. So uh, these are all translations that a lot of times just served a political purpose for whoever it was that was having to translate it translated at the time. Yep um so there's a lot more to it than you actually think um and that i think that actually was was part of it for me too where i was kind of like oh yeah like like let's actually think about everything that you know i was told to just kind of take at face value yeah um in the past and actually start to explore it more um and so i could definitely see how that's that's part of it and maybe maybe i'm just wasn't aware of it but that probably had something to do with kind of that starting that kind of thinking about it more and be like does it actually say this right. um so and i mean for me that was my my biggest issue with um just conservative christianity too where even the stuff that you could just read without really interpretation you could just like i was saying earlier about how you know well jesus just fed the five thousand he didn't you didn't means test them and say, like, hey, well, I'm gonna need you to get ai p I'm gonna need you to take a urine test yeah. because uh, I wanna make sure you're not doing drugs. No druggies. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and they were they were I had friends who went to Point Loma mm. and um, I was talking with them once and this is when I was I just transferred to VPU I think, and we were just talking about, you know, welfare, taking care of people that are, you know, poor, homeless, whatever and the, the mental gymnastics that they kind of go through to justify basically saying god says fuck those people yeah. um <laughs> is was just kind of astounding to me because the, you know they'll, they'll take some like obscure old testament verse and it's like oh well you know god says he who shall not work shall not eat blah 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 yeah. and like okay but then there's all this there's literally like reams of like new testament stuff that are basically just like no you know you should Know, you should love your neighbor you should you know take yeah. care of the sick you should take care of the poor and that's just and, that, and i don't need that doesn't really need any interpretation to me that's pretty explicit yeah. and pretty unequivocal to me uh define I, poor <laughs> yes yeah, so i of like spirit. yeah i'm just like okay i mean i don't i don't i don't know about that but um <laughs> yeah it, that, that was just always mind-blowing to me and i think that was that's just that's always been a big part of my just kind of just like distaste for that
2: yeah when you point out old testament things that seem silly today they go well that's the old testament and jesus gave us a new testament and then but then when they yeah. need to they reach back into yeah. the Old testament <laughs> for the hammer you know oh, right. my dad used to do it all
1: the time because he was he, uh prop eight he was right because so, he was catholic He was super leviticus interested. and <laughs> and then i remember i remember going into that book. i was like you know what pull that up let's read that yeah and How many things do there, we follow
2: from Leviticus?
1: <laughs> yeah, so, well, it's, 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 so, there's something in there about, uh. It's like, like the next verses do not eat shrimp or something. Yeah. yeah, there's, like, you know, there's. No pork, so, no shrimp. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's just, like, there, there, there were things in there where I'm like, well, you did that, so, like, I should stone you, really, is, is what, you know. So, let me tie you up, go in the backyard. Yeah. And, uh, let's get it on, because, I mean, this isn't Burger King, you can't. You can't pick and yeah, you can't pick and choose which, what Old Testament applies to you. Like it, it should all apply, right? Be consistent. Yeah,
2: I mean, there are theologians that will parse through all of those and give you the reasons why we follow some and not others. Um, but man, the mental gymnastics that takes is epic. As you look back at APU now, how how would you describe it to someone who didn't know what APU was?
1: I think. And and I don't know if this goes to the spirit of the question, but I think if I was describing it to... If if I knew now what I... Or if I knew then what I know now, and I was talking to... You know, 17, 18-year-old me... Going in, um... It... You know, there was... There was kind of just like this... This coding of like, hey, we're like a little bit more... You know, progressive, like... You can come here and like feel comfortable no matter what, um, you know, we have levels of diversity and we have this and that and all these things that, you know, sound great and sound progressive. But then when it really comes down to it, uh, the institution is not really on board with that type of thing. Um, you know, they might say they are, but then they'll change their minds or when it comes to actually official policy, right. they can do some pretty nasty things. Um and so I think it's, it's, it's not what it seems is, is kind of it in, in a nutshell. It's I not what it's, they say. It's not what they claim. No, it's not. No, it's not as advertised.
3: They kind of borrowing a bit from Anthony. Um, you know, they, they promise that they have a diverse body. They promise that, you know, they honor people's diversity. They pro they say that you'll grow spiritually there, um, but i the institution does everything they can to get in the way like it seems like they it feel, felt like they did everything possible to get you to to stay the way you were when you got there to um you know believe all the kind of evangelical standards about the bible marriage gender sexuality um race that everything they don't want you to to grow think think for yourself they don't want you to challenge um the institution they don't want you to challenge i guess like Christendom, christian nationalism they just mm. i mean i mean they 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 try to fire their lgbtq employees um you know they try to brush it under the rug so as an institution they did fire some yeah yeah you know, as an institution they they really they really suck um and they try <laughs> to indoctrinate you um and i think it's only because of the the some only because of some Uh, people and professors that work there that you can actually grow and mature and learn how to think for yourself. But like how long, like that's not sustainable. That's not a model for, um, I don't know, for, for the real world. It's not a model for the real world.
2: APU wants to stay in the past. So science classes at places like APU are really just an extension of the evangelical indoctrination that the schools try to provide. The provost of APU at the time was well known to say at public events that the school does teach evolution, but he would also say, we all know that's just bad science. The provost, by the way, is the head academic at an institution of higher learning. And that one kind of sucked at the uh, academic part of that. Big thanks to Ryan and Anthony for reminiscing about the sciences at APU. They met at APU, and it's so cool that they're still friends after all these years, despite changing their majors and, you know, Anthony going to a different school, and they both have careers now. They'll always have biology at APU, where it all began. So thanks for listening today, and we will see you all next week on Chapel Probation. This episode brought to you by Pafalty. faulty, Because science is a ruse of Satan.